Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 126 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negeb. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, Do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 24. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I may so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served me with the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Thursday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 126, Isaiah 43, and Philippians 2. And the Philippians reading um, cuts off uh, just before verse 25, in which um, we we see a, a fairly rare uh word combination um fellow soldier is is the english but in the greek it's sustratiotes and it's important to point out because um timothy is referred to by paul a number of times in the letters of timothy as a soldier of christ and um it's not the only place that sustratiotes fellow soldier appears he also uses it in philemon and there's uh, at least one paper 
and these uh, the the work of conjoining Roman military history and New Testament studies is kind of new, unfortunately. It's only been going on for the last couple of years, where people are are actually taking seriously um, some of these military references and metaphors, and thinking about them through um, a more you know in depth lens. Um, and one of those papers that talks about it is talks about this word uh, fellow soldier. And in the Greek literature, it's pretty rare with uh, outside one specific area. And fellow soldier, Sustratiotis, usually occurs in letters between soldiers, legionaries, auxiliaries, doesn't matter. If you're speaking Greek, which means you could be an auxiliary, uh, you might be legionary, but it's less likely because legionaries are born Roman citizens and they speak Latin. Um, and Greek was kind of what you speak to get around outside Rome. And so legionaries most likely spoke Greek if they were if they had some rank. Um, but most auxiliaries spoke Greek because they had to move between the provinces, and that was the language of you know of the known world at the time. And so Sustratiotes are these is this you know term of endearment between uh, battle buddies. The vast majority of this of the occurrence of this word in known literature is by people who are soldiers talking about and to one another. And so Paul, we have no indication that he was a soldier, um, but he refers to uh, Epaphroditus in this way. Um, we didn't get it this morning, but I think it's important, like I said, in verse 25, the, ver- the, the line is, I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. And so Paul is using this highly, um, not, I mean, it is rare, like within the, you know, the broader world, it's rare only because it happens so almost exclusively in this, you know, in between soldiers. And so he's putting himself in a position of a soldier speaking of and writing to another soldier. And Epaphroditus, this suggests that Epaphroditus may have been a soldier or a veteran. Um, We don't know a whole lot about Epaphroditus, you know, except for these references. Um, But if it's A, true that this word is rare, and B, Paul uses it in this way, it's possible that Epaphroditus is a soldier. And it's, he's using it in the letter to the Philippians, um, the Christians of Philippi who live in essentially a military town, you know, a veteran colony um, that was highly organized and militarized um, and that features pretty prominently in the Acts of the Apostles with uh, Des, the jailer of Philippi. Um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the woman's name who owns Junia or Julia. She owns or she sells the purple, which is something that um, she may have, a business she may have inherited from her father. Anyway, um, it you know it's just outside the reading, so I feel weird mentioning this Sustratiotes, but I think it's important. And um, uh, anytime we talk about Philippians, I want to talk about soldiers because I think it's 
it's underinterpreted um, in scholarly circles. I, you know, people know what the city of Philippi is about, but they don't apply that then to, or not very much, to uh, Paul's rhetorical and editorial choices. And I think that's that's a shame because the letter to the Philippians is basically Saul, Paul's letter to soldiers and veterans and military families. And this is part of the reason why he's using these, this language that they will be familiar with and that kind of tugs on their heartstrings. And I don't think he does that, you know, willy-nilly, uh, recklessly. I think he's doing it highly, highly strategically. Um, and if that's the case, he would not, when he writes soldiers and veterans, he would not call someone else a soldier or a veteran if they weren't a soldier or a veteran, because that would be, a, you know, kind of offensive, you know, the... You would lose trust with your audience if you, like, steal valor and give it to somebody. Um, and that's why I think Epaphroditus is very likely uh, a soldier or veteran himself. And um, he's close with Timothy, whom whom Paul calls uh, a soldier of Christ. And so this tight constellation of phrases around soldiering I don't think is is, you know, cavalier, and I don't think it's, you know, reckless. I think it's, he does so with purpose, and he does so with credibility, I think. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country, from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care in keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them, and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.